Hey, everybody. Welcome to Moms Unpacking Autism. I'm Anne, and I'm here with my co-host, Stacy. And today we're going to be talking about something actually very interesting to me. <laughs> Do tell what it is, Stacy. We're going to talk about friendship. Friendship. So I can't remember the rest of the lyrics. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think of us as being friends. Are we friends? We are totally friends, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And um, the thing I think is really interesting about our friendship is um, you're one of those people that I just knew immediately when I met. I was like, okay, we're friends. She just doesn't know it yet. Oh, I thought that same thing. Yeah, so I yeah, did so, know it. Well, yeah. Oh, see, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, so sometimes I think like it's, it's this rare blessing just comes mm -hmm. along shebang that all, it all aligns perfectly. And, um, and it, that isn't to say that like, it's always smooth sailing or anything, but, but there's an immediate connection. Right. 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 Yep. So we got that kind of friendship. And then mm -hmm. I think we have what I like to call, uh, sitcom friendship that I I never quite achieve so 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 that's like hey I'm on friends and I have seven people that are always hanging out with me that might wander into my apartment at any point in time and then at the same time we all have time to go get coffee together and then somehow <laughs> our schedules align and <laughs> And we don't mind that our one friend is the waitress. That's not <laughs> awkward. <laughs> you know? um, so how did they all have all that time together? I don't know. And just in New York, especially. Like, I know. Uh, it, well, it, they didn't have other jobs because their job was to be together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Well, and I also love the part where, where like, you know, Ross is being like the paleontologist and 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 somehow he's perfectly secure in his academic job in his late 20s. <laughs> okay, yeah, we both let me, know let that's me tell you life. Ross a little bit about adjunct teaching. They might show you where the bathroom is. <laughs> like as they kick you out on your way out. Right, exactly. So you like you were planning on using the bathroom, were you? <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so I think there's that kind of friendship. Um, and then I think there's, uh, so that kind of friendship is really problematic to me because it's often what I hold up as the mirror for my kids. Uh -huh. Like, um, they should have these easygoing, I'm in my twenties. I got 10 easy friends kind of, kind of friendships. And, and that was a problem for me when they were in grade school too. Uh -huh. yeah. Um, I, accidentally gave birth to a child who doesn't like parties how could that be because you I are know. a walking party yeah well I didn't know until she was 26 that she hates parties wow right so my whole goal in life was to have the biggest parties for her Oh, right. Like, let's, I'm going to invite everybody. Your dirty oh. <laughs> turns out, no, she doesn't know. That was not oh. her thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because I, I find comfort in being invitational. Uh huh. You know, I love, I like to do that. And, and you do too. I mean, you do some, yeah. what would you say your definition of friendship is? Um, 
Well, you know what? I have, I have two because one is it's the people I hang with and they're there when things are bad and they're there when things are good, but we can laugh and we can have fun together and it doesn't have to be deep. And then there's the other part that, um, if you're going through something, they're just, they just always know they're always there. They're listening to you. They're supporting mm -hmm. you and, um, they get you. And, you know, it's like you hear from them the day that you really needed it. And you wonder, wow, how'd they even know, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, but I don't, I never put a lot of, I don't put a lot of demands on my friends. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Cause mm -hmm. I feel like we all are so busy and, um, so I don't have these expectations. Oh, I haven't heard from so-and-so for three months. You know, they must not like me. You know, I could go for years without hearing from someone. And then if they pick up the phone and call, they're my best friend again, you know, like I, yeah. I don't have demands like that. Yeah. I wonder if, um, okay. So I think two things have influenced that in my life, graduate school where okay. I had no time to be friends with anybody. And I would close my eyes and I would wake up seven years later and I'd be like, okay, now I'm ready to go out to lunch. <laughs> like I just literally had no, no yeah. concept of time. Yeah. And then I would say the blessing of my special needs kids oh. interrupted my flow and ability to, you know, years would go by. Right. And, and I, I, I guess maybe neurotypical parents have that as well. Uh, but anyway, I brought a friendship today because um, I always like to hear what you have to say about friendship because it warms my little heart. Uh, but also, uh, I think one of the biggest things parents with kids or young adults with um, autism have is uh, worries about friendship and what okay. kind of friends their kids are going to have. Right. And, and the quality of those friendships. Right. And do you um, think that there's... <laughs> Um, I just tiptoed it here. Oh, um, tiptoed. Did he tiptoe? Poured Hi, coffee all over the floor, I noticed. Let's see. Okay. And now he's going to tiptoe out again. Okay. That's hashtag real life. Yeah. Hashtag real life. <laughs> hashtag hashtag <girl>. friendship. <laughs> right. So we have, um, uh, we have every kind of evidence that friendship is important to your health. Yeah. And then we also have mounting evidence that, um, uh, people who've been di labeled disabled have shorter life expectancies. Oh yeah. Uh, by, by significant amounts that we don't talk about when we don't want to be depressed on Monday. I didn't actually know those things, but now that you tell me. <laughs> okay. So, so there's this marriage then in my mind between okay. needing friends to stay healthy mm -hmm. and then layering what I think friendship should be. Okay. on top of that which creates this worry bubble okay for me instead of actually looking at the reality of our kids interactions right so who does your kid interact with me you okay and my husband okay who else um people that she works with okay uh, once in a while, someone at school, when we had school and they were in person, you know, yeah. and a one friend that she gets together with once a year. Okay. So, so she actually has a fairly solid social network of interaction. She would she, never consider that. I know. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> never. <laughs> Right. Because, because she wants something different. Right. Right. So what, what's her, what's her friend's vision 
What's her sitcom? Friends. Of course it's friends. You know, it's well, and I think she'd be happy with just one or two good friends that she could hang with. You remember when, when our kids were in um, fifth grade, fourth grade, yeah. and they all hung out together, our girls. Yes. And um, that worked really that. well for me. That me too. And, and, and my daughter actually was really good at getting all the new kids in like your yes. daughter and a few others. She gathered everyone together and made a little friend group. This yes. was in fourth, fifth grade. And, and, and she was so happy. And that was, I, I think the best time of her life. She's, she hasn't had that since. Yeah. Um, you know, my daughter also, if I were to look back, I would say that it was her most comfortable social Wow. time. Wow. Um, and in fact, we had kind of a, um, interesting conversation yesterday because I said, when I, I'm not missing the same things people are in quarantine, right? Okay. This keeps confusing me. <laughs> and, um, so, so I brought up, I said, Oh, I, I will admit, I said, you know, I just really miss sitting down with a group of girlfriends um, and just having a coffee and, and just bitching. Oh, wow. And yeah. I said, I don't have that in California because uh -huh. I've never quite found that group of people. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, partly that's because I've been too busy with work and stuff, but, but I haven't found those people yet. I haven't right. found my people. And so it, it leads to me feeling rather lonely, mm. even though I'm surrounded by lots of people. Uh -huh. So I say this and my kid says, I've never sat with a group of women oh. that I, at my age, that I didn't think were being competitive. Wow. And, and not having this exchange. Yeah. And so here we go again, right? I have one kid set up as the kid that's normal enough that they've right. got all these friends and they've been all around the world and all that. Yeah. She's the one that identifies as lonely, unable to connect with people. Wow. The person with the diagnosis uh -huh. who's supposed to have an impossible time making friends. Right, right. <laughs> right. Um, you know, often doesn't have time for the rest of us. Wow. Because, you know, he's engaged online with, with uh, people. Uh, online friends. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is really cool, huh? Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's just that I don't know... Um, you know, what, what I worry about is I, I worry that your daughter and my daughter aren't having their best lives No, because, because friendship to me is invaluable. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but at the same time, what, what more can you do? They're yeah. not in fourth and fifth grade anymore. No, maybe they should, um, FaceTime each other. Yeah, right. Connect. <laughs> I was this just thinking because they, they were, were very good friends. friends. <laughs> they were very good friends. And I think they really got each other. And, yes, you know, I, 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 <laughs> I okay. All right. So the problem solved there. We yeah. Yeah. That match problem makes that up. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, so we can't still do the thing we did in fourth grade, but here's the thing. Um, yeah. so my other daughter, totally neurotypical married. So she has mm -hmm. her best friend in line. She has, um, about three or four friends from college, you know, mm -hmm. but she said since then she hasn't made any more friends and she doesn't expect to. So doesn't she expect to. doesn't expect to. She said that to me on Easter. She stood in my kitchen and said, I probably won't make any more friends after this. And I said, 
that's crazy. I said, I've always made friends, you know, everywhere, right. you know? And she said, well, how, well, let's see church. She goes, well, I don't go to church. And I'm like, yep, that's true. And mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I said, well, neighborhood, you know, when you live in a neighborhood, well, I don't have a house. Well, you will someday. Um, you know, uh, being yeah. parents of kids, well, I'm not going to be a parent, so I'm not going to do that. You know, and she just listed all these ways that she's not going to have connections to make friends. And she said, people are not connecting anymore, you know, right. because of all the internet and blah, 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 which we always talk about being, you know, in the way uh they're not connecting well you know it, i think the medium doesn't matter i think i think it's how the the authenticity of your connection okay. so so i think there are people that have very strong internet friendships right that i would classify as real yeah yeah and then um and then you have this this other set of friends that are you know, we move a lot. I I refer to them as the people you wave bye to. Like, bye. Bye. Yeah, yeah. And like everybody's yeah. sad, like bye. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then no, never again. Don't care. Not coming back. Okay. <laughs> just, okay. just a cold-hearted bitch. So um, so I I have those, but I do I do question um youth on that because I have made many friends yeah. after. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, I really have. Yeah, and me too. Actually, my theory is there's one person everywhere you move that's um, you're meant to be connected to. <laughs> really, only one? Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, it might be twelve, but okay. like you know, I'm really happy if I get one. Okay. You know, right. one is who I collected. Yeah. Um, <laughs> huh. Huh. See, I've had one place that I lived, the place before this that um i basically connected closely with my hairdresser and she was the only one there yeah. there was nobody else for seven years i went through a long period of no drought of drought, yes. a friendship drought and i thought is that because my kids are grown now and right. i was relying on them but um you know i moved here and we have a friendship a fertile ground you know so yes you found your yeah. people yeah. a lot of your people People. Yeah, right. So I, I just think, you know, it's, it's ugh, so much of it. I say to, I say to daughter number two, mm -hmm. you know, with this on the spectrum, I say so much of it is where you are and how you're feeling about yourself right mm -hmm. at the time. So, um, if you're feeling like you deserve friends, then usually you attract them. However, that's a really hard thing when you're talking to children who have always had trouble making friends because that, you know, um, the lie could be, nobody wants to be my friend. Nobody likes me. And how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you mm -hmm. counterbalance that and get them into some reality? Right. Without sounding like a Stacy pep talk, which is nobody has friends. So <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and does that really work? <laughs> you're friendless. It's going to suck. And then you're going to die. <laughs> I was, so I was talking to one of my friends the other day and uh, she's uh, been widowed for like two years, but very early on in life, she's my age. Right. And, um, and it's, she very surprisingly said to me, well, we're all going to die. <laughs> how you feel if your spouse dies so young <laughs> yeah so she's yeah. like get over it um uh, but but um 
so this 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 is my kind of thought on friendship today i guess and autism is i think we're gonna have to take a lot of the shoulds out of what friends look like mm. yeah 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 because because it's it not only is it a whole new world but um also it's it's you're right it's inner perception and that's what the research shows too so so i was i was looking at the study today it's really kind of interesting that if you feel lonely Uh like somebody like me i was worried because this is probably where the premature aging is coming (laughs) if you feel lonely and you're connected with many people that's Uh actually more damaging to your psyche than being alone wow so right so the sense of social isolation which of course then triggers all of my worries about autism sure sure (laughs) but but, um but not being in um i don't want to say tribe you know i not being in the group or the, the the community right um even if you are present in the community uh-huh. is our is our problem yeah no that's very true but then again you're getting back to that perception mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you're sitting in the middle of a group of people that like you and you're thinking nobody likes me and i'm all alone mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and yeah. and so the the maybe the the lesson of that is is more about liking self mm-hmm. and and like you said you know if you're projecting that you're likable and and you know for <laughs> i have heard my son introduce himself where he's like okay i'm a little wordy but you're gonna get over it <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's swagger you know that's yeah. confidence yeah yeah that, that is um, that is, uh, you know, from a mom's perspective, going to get you beat up in a bar, but, but, um, <laughs> which, which I love is our standard in my family because, because my husband has that standard. He's like, that's going to get you beat up in a bar. Like when, 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 where is this bar? <laughs> like, where is this bar? Who's going to be doing the beating up? <laughs> when was he in this bar? And then also like the person I'm married to, like, uh, I can remember being in a bar with him once. Like he doesn't have a big bar history either. Like his story should much more be like, you're going to go on a job interview at a science company and you're not going to get it. Part <laughs> of the mini bar fights of the family hogs. You're not going to get the job because you're too wordy. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know how people are always hauling people out of bars, biker bars or whatever, yeah. you know, some dive bar. He's going to go up to some guy. He's going to be like, you know, I'm, I'm wordy. And the guy's going to go, oh, that's it. I'm calling you outside. <laughs> you done, son. <laughs> so, you know. For a wacko. See, this is what I value in friendships. The ability to laugh. It's true. It's true. Um, well, I, um, okay. So I think we need to chill out and I yep. think we need to, um, also understand that, um, what was I telling you before? I can't, uh, the, the, so, so, oh, oh, I know. So we have this research that shows like how many people, people think they're actually friends with in yeah. America. Okay. And um, so, so my, my closing thought on that, which I think is kind of funny is um, in the sixties, it was 2.83 friends. 
Okay. That's what most people thought they had. Okay. Um, by 2004, uh, you're down to 2.04 friends. Oh, wow. Okay. A neurotypical adult believes they have. Okay. So, and, and friend there is defined as somebody you can confide in freely. Okay. All right. So, so I, I think sometimes when we're on the, on the, on the great, uh, like sitcom belief Uh that, that wasn't, you know, I think, I think the Mary Tyler Moore Rhoda occasionally dropping by is a much more realistic okay yeah, yeah i'm on my way to a date yeah. um would say rhoda i want to borrow this scarf and mary would say okay <laughs> right 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 they did not have lots of time together they were always running in and out and she was always off to work um but but i i i think kind of just uh releasing that as is, is our mm-hmm. um goal mm-hmm. would but mm-hmm. for me anyway would be would be helpful Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I'm always working on daughter number two to release those ideas and just say, you know, if you're at work and you're having good laughs with the people you work with, that's a good thing. Yep. You know, that's socializing. That's fun. That's, that's most of what most adults get actually. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason the office became a good sitcom. (laughs) right? They were friends with the people they worked with. I mean, we can sit down, we could actually have a whole show talking about the different styles of friendship in the sitcoms, right? Because you started with, well, you started with I Love Lucy singing, you know, friendship with Ethel. And that's what we always think about Lucy and Ethel, you know, yes, partners in in crime and, and, you know, Thelma and Louise and friends. And yeah, but the office is, is probably more like people people are experiencing these days. I would agree. Yeah, I would. I, I would. Or, or they're all working at Amazon uh, and oh, they don't, you know, God forbid they, they should talk to anybody. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they drive their vans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like look out for that forklift. Um, yeah. So, so, so social disconnection is, is, is a problem for all of us. Yeah. Um, I don't, Hey, do we have time for a reading or do we not have go we, for it? Have yeah. Go long? for it. Okay. So today's reading is kind of fun to me. Um, it's by humorist Irma Bombeck. Oh, I love her. Okay. So, uh, let's pretend you're young and you're listening to this. Okay. I have an active imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Irma Bombeck. Well, how would you describe Irma Bombeck? She's like a housewife who overstates things and is funny. Yeah, exaggerates things and she's hysterical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the perfect way. And one of the things we like about Irma, um, for uh, those of you unfamiliar, is you can definitely trace back some of the ideas of like, I'm going to reveal how hard it is to be a mom finally and then that's going to be funny uh-huh uh because because we didn't used to do that we no. used to we all used to pretend it was okay and easy right. and um so somebody like a Brene Brown or whatever when she talks about like uh daring to share or whatever mm-hmm. um Irma's actually kind of an early early oh, share yeah 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 no, yeah, yeah of that yeah. um and um uh, in any case so so this is from her book at wit's end uh, and this is a small piece about her nonconformist child. Now, keep in mind, this was written in 1965. Okay. So, you know, maybe the language would be a little bit different. Uh, but anyway, 
she said, I don't worry anymore about whether or not my light bulb goes off in the refrigerator when I shut the door or what my dog thinks about when he sees me coming out of the shower or whether or not de Gaulle wants the Statue of Liberty back. I even adjusted to the family's non-conformer, the child who's a rebel, a loner, a renegade, the one I'm convinced the hospital gave me by mistake. Every family has at least one. He's the preschooler with the active thyroid who gets locked in restrooms because he stayed behind to find out where the water went after you push down the handle. He's the one who wanders away from home and gets his arms stuck in a piece of construction pipe. He's the one who rejects store-bought toys in favor of taking the registers out and making tunnels out of old oatmeal boxes. He gets more lickings than all the other kids in the family put together. In school, he gets check marks for daydreaming, for not being neat, for not working to capacity. It doesn't seem to bother him. In his preoccupation for other things, he is unaware that he drives his family crazy, arriving late for dinner every night, wearing his socks and underwear to bed to save time in the mornings, cutting the grass only when he needs money. I used to worry about him a lot. Had he been a genius, I'd have been properly awed by it. Had he been a slow learner, I'd have shown due compassion. But to be neither of these things, only confused, puzzled, and he tried my patience. I feared for this unpredictable child who was not only out of step with the world, but whose feet rarely touched the ground. With his insatiable curiosity and hard-headed drive, would he beat paths of greatness and discovery, the likes of Winston Churchill or Michelangelo? I wanted to believe that. Or would he find his measure of happiness, drifting in and out of this world, living solely off his enthusiasm, imagination, and penchant for living life to its fullest? Then one day I saw him clearly in the lines of Henry David Thoreau. He wrote, if a man does not keep pace with his companions, perhaps it is because he hears a different drummer. Let him step to the music which he hears. I quit beating my drum for conformity and listened to his beat for a while. His pace was a bit more relaxed, the order of his schedule a bit different. For example, watching a caterpillar cross the driveway took precedence over taking a bath. Finishing a pair of homemade stilts preceded dinner. The awe of discovering newborn robins in the spouting uh, beat, reading about Columbus discovering America. Wow. And you know, um, well now we're gonna have to stop because they're going to be uh, cutting lots of limbs, which I'm sure is coming. <laughs> Oh, I thought I heard some very big background noise here. Yeah, yes. yeah, no, that's that's my neighbors have cut down every tree um, in their yard because in California you now you can't get insurance unless you take all the trees out of your. Oh, in case so they people fall on your house. like it's it's like literally being in the middle of the Lorax. Oh, guy. <laughs> <laughs> so today we have fifty trees out, and then there's like there's a little gremlin running around with an axe. <laughs> But anyway, I, I I thought, wow, there's Irma talking about my kid, but not yeah. naming it. I thought that too. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So now I'm now I'm cycling back to the idea that we have nonconformists. Okay, that's okay. That can be my buzzword for now. All right. <laughs> Easier I'm to find friends buzzword on nonconformists too. <laughs> yes. uh, in any case, that was right, good. Well, um, uh, next week, I look forward to going uh, on our fake road trip together. Yes, we're going to take a fade, fake road trip all through wherever. Yeah, and I think I'm going to start with us going to Disneyland. Disneyland. That's yeah. Oh, well, I can I can totally relate to that one. So okay. let's start with right. that so one. Next, that sounds next good. week, we'll go to Disney. 
Okay. How to do Disney with your special, what's the name of the child? Non-conformist My non-conformist. Okay, cool. Yay. Thanks okay. all for joining us. Join us next week on Moms Unpacking Autism. And until then, have a great week.